I'm Amanda. And I'm Erin. We've got fat faces. And we've got some feelings. <laughs> Welcome to Fat Face Feelings. Fat Face Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Amanda. Hi Erin. How's it going? Oh, I have, so, I have so many feelings and I'm also full of bread. Bread. Oprah would be proud. Would she? She loves bread. Oh, <laughs> that's right. We were when, on our way back from uh, the retreat the other week and we were next to a bread truck. Oh. And I guess it was you yeah. or Sarah that was like, you're not Sarah. Sarah. Sarah's in our heart always, but she was oh. not in the van. <laughs> Cassandra was in the van, right? Yeah. And something about like Oprah and bread. I don't think I knew that Oprah liked bread. It's from that. Com- it's from the the Weight Watchers commercial. Oh, oh. Well, apparently, I'm. I'm sure. Our, I'm sure our listeners know. Oh my goodness. What I'm referring to, but basically, in the commercial, she talks about like she can still eat bread while she's on Weight Watchers. Oh man. And she says, "I love bread." In her <laughs> Oprah way. <laughs> And she, she like says it over and over again. Can you just talk like Oprah for the Hello? rest of the <laughs> I just like blew out the sound. It's okay. I'm sure everybody really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Oprah loves bread. It's canon now. Everyone knows Oprah loves bread. I, I didn't know, but now, now I, I know. do. So I guess the whole world does now, right? Now I was the last person. Finally. Finally. Uh-huh. Dear God, we can move on. And we can tell Oprah she can stop saying it. <laughs> Amanda finally figured it out. Oh, that would not be surprising if I was oh, the last person. God bless Oprah. Mm, God bless bread. Mm. Amen. A fucking man. And I even like sanctified it by dipping it in oil. Is that how you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Did you finally get the joke? <laughs> that, was, that was a delayed response. <laughs> You're, uh, You're funny. <laughs> so, Erin. Yeah. How you doing? Girl, you know what? Mm. I'm a mixed bag. Are you? <laughs> yeah? Mixed bag of what? I'm a mixed bag of feels. Yeah. And feelings. <laughs> yeah, those are different. And thoughts. <laughs> Yeah. And opinions. Yeah. And gas. Yes. Yes. And bread. And bread. Um, mostly I'm feeling like um, there's been some good things recently and then there's been some particularly rage inducing um, things uh, that obviously we're going to talk about because <laughs> when do we that. not talk about that kind of stuff? Yeah. But Yeah. How are you, Amanda? I am. Um, I'm overall pretty well. I mean, I'm also full of um, rage and thoughts and yeah. other assorted feelings. Um, I sort assorted. of assorted feelings. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little bit of like a trail mix of emotions, oh. you know, but a good trail mix. Like there's some chocolate in there, mm. you know, right? And some mm. like peanut <laughs> some like peanut butter chips. Mm, ooh. Uh huh. Right. Yogurt so like covered raisins. Uh, what? Yogurt covered <laughs> raisins. I just wanted to judge you for a second. No. <laughs> of course, you're the yogurt covered raisin in my bag of trail mix. I don't feel like that's a compliment. 
<laughs> I feel like you would skip over me every time you reached your hand. In. I would not. <laughs> I eat yogurt. I like yogurt covered raisins. I'm just surprised that you said that because most people hate raisins. I feel like girl. I like raisins when they're covered in shit. Not literally shit though. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Love raisinets. Love oh raisinets. yeah. Except when they betray me uh-huh. and chocolate cover a raisin stem. Because you know, there's always one in every bag or box. Yeah. They chocolate cover the raisin stem and they betray you and you eat it expecting it's going to be a delicious squishy raisin and it's a stem (laughs) and you choke or you cough or you like split it across the room. Do you know that Jerry Seinfeld has like raisin jokes? What? (laughs) I just, I just happened to have like a little bit of a fascination with Jerry Seinfeld and I was watching um, his interview on, uh, my like the oh my gosh david letterman's new show oh Um, uh yeah i was watching his interview and he i think it was him that was talking about like he was like talking about like having like 20 minutes of like raisin jokes or something oh my god and he was talking about like raisinets what an idea i wonder who came up with that like in his jerry springer you know (laughs) jerry springer jerry seinfeld oh my gosh yeah haven't been saying jerry oh okay good (laughs) oh my god (laughs) people they got me into jerry springer maybe i am that's my other it's my freudian slip of the day you're just into jerry's i like jerry's in general so ben and ben and jerry's yeah yeah springer yeah lee lewis yeah i don't even know i'm like yeah of course Trying to think of other Jerry's. I like how this podcast is digressed already into us just Such naming Jerry's. <laughs> I mean, that's what raisins will do to you, though. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <sighs> but anyways, I'm just telling you that to tell you that you need to look it up so you can giggle. Because I, I, I yeah. died laughing. I will do that. I will do that. Um, Update. Yes. We went on the P&W Fatitude retreat. We did. We went all up in that retreat. It was so good. We retreated so fucking hard. We did. Yes, we did. We did for real. It was a really um, great, great weekend. Yeah. I'm very glad that we did that. Super glad. I was I was so happy that somebody dropped out and I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad that that person missed it. Oh. Kind of. But also, like, it, it was a really great time. Um... So the PNW Fatitude retreat was hosted by PNW Fatitude. Woo woo woo! Look them up on the Instagram, on the internet, social medias. Yeah. Blah blah blah. They're, They're amazing. amazing. Yeah. We Thanks. said th- <laughs> we said the same thing. Oh, yeah. we're becoming the cutest couple ever on podcast. We already were that. that but, that's <laughs> yeah. But no, we had a really good time doing that. It was really, really, really good it to was. just be with our people. It was amazing. Like, there was a yoga. We need to do it more. There Was there a yoga? There was a yoga. There was a yoga. There was a... There was a hike. You yeah, did there the was hike. a hike. I did the hike around Trillium Lake or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, it was lovely. Got to see Mount Hood. Um yeah. Yeah, we there had a hot tub. There was the hot tubbing. There was tarot card reading. There's karaoke. There is oh my gosh, that Celine Dion moment when we karaokeed. Mm. Y'all, I have never witnessed like I'm not like nobody hate me. 
I'm not like the biggest Sling Dion fan. Not that like I don't like her music, but like I don't like regularly in my car go, let me jam some Celine Dion. But like I do. Dear God, <laughs> dear God, there was probably like what, like maybe eight of us doing karaoke at that moment. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden somebody like picks Celine Dion and the whole room and like y'all Erin was sitting between my legs because I had been like loving on her shoulders <laughs> and then all of a sudden like I, I told Erin I've never had so much passion between my legs because <laughs> she just like turned into a completely different person and was like possessed by the spirit of Celine Dion who was it's still true. alive it's true and but the whole room it like and I just sat there in like wonderment and joy and just like clapped and cheered it was so good it's so good. Yeah, it was a religious experience. It was. It was like Lizzo herself was there mm. with Sasha Flute. Singing Celine Dion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Yes. So A plus 10 out of 10 would do again. Yes. Even the drive wasn't so bad because we had great people <laughs> riding with us. Normally, I'll be honest with you. I hate that drive. What are you laughing about? I'm laughing at like I I want to hug so the so the two people who were in the car with us on the way to Portland, Joy and Cassandra, right? They were amazing and we had good chats, right? And then on the way back, Erin and I entertained ourselves <laughs> by singing the soundtrack to Hamilton. Oh, poor Cassandra! <laughs> so I don't know how entertained she was, but um, she claimed to be entertained. And we'll, also, no, we'll just believe her. And also, yes. And also, there was that there was that inner concern of me thinking like mm-hmm. this poor introvert human in the back of the car. Right. It's like, like these cannot people, wait to get home. People never stop. But anyways. is that why she ran out of the van when we got there? Um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, what possibly. If what if she was just like bye? I mean, she almost didn't let me use her restroom. That's true. She's close. like, get out of here, bitch! You're just trying to squat now at this point. <laughs> And then I was like, hey, I like your, like, necklace. Like, she had this really cool jewelry holder. And I was like, I like this. And she's like, yeah, great. And she's like, pushed me out the door. And no, I'm just kidding. She was totally lovely. Totally lovely. Yeah. 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 Shout out to our car peeps. They'll be our car peeps forever. Joy and Cassandra. Aren't they, ex- aren't they excited? Aren't I, they honored? They're so, <laughs> they're so honored. <laughs> um, yeah. So we had a really good time. It was great to be amongst our peeps and to just like live in our glory and mm-hmm. just have a great and just you know. I didn't wear a so bra good. the whole weekend. It was amazing. Oh my gosh, I totally wore a bra, but I didn't. I you know I was I felt so good. I didn't feel like I had a bra on. What? Mm-hmm. That's wow. Isn't that like that's how good I felt? That's like miraculous. I yeah. It just really shows that like and I. I I don't have a specific event to plug, but there are so many, um, like, Chunky Dunks pool parties. Um, There's a, like, float event happening in Colorado. Like, there's so many random events happening, like, within the community. And it makes me really happy because, like, the experience of being in community is just, it's so good. Every time we have it, it's like, more, more, more. Yes. It's the best. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. It's a good way also kind of going back to what we were talking about on the last episode to get some self-care in and get some community care in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's also from my perspective, it also feels like the community is growing. 
Yeah. Because more and more of these events are starting to pop up. Mm-hmm. And they're popping up in places where they weren't before. Or they were, you know, really obscure before, but now they're kind of being spread widely and more people are participating and more people are learning about things and, um, like, changing their lives. I know that sounds so, like, weird, corny, churchy, you know, but... Sounds a little prosperity gospel-y. It's true, like, <laughs> you know? Well, it's about liberation, right? And it it's is. like, the more that this, the the kind of the message of fat liberation you know that oh you don't have to hate your body yeah what like that's you know i mean i feel like when i mean like i think back to that faithful day going to that clothing swap with you like that day changed my life yeah completely changed my life and so yeah like was i like um (laughs) did i did i drink the kool-aid of fat liberation absolutely yeah but like i feel like it um Unlike prosperity gospel, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not given, given money to some person to buy a private jet yeah. to tell me it's for Jesus. Like, you know, this is like, this is all, the only person who benefits is you. Yep. Like my cool little post I made. Oh, your amazing post. What are you talking about? It was so good. It was so good. I like, love the, the cutest th- picture of you. <laughs> and then like the most fucking spot on thing that you wrote on there do you want to say it um i'm trying to remember what it was i don't don't know if i have it on top of my head where's the phone you know this is where like you get to experience how prepared we are when we record (laughs) i like the sound effects um i wrote on it the diet industry spends millions and profits billions on convincing you your body is gross fat liberation is free and the only person who profits is you yeah boom it's so true, though. It's just, yeah, it's to, yeah, it's a mic drop moment. For it me. is. It's just like oh. you said it. It, yeah. Well, thank I, you. There's nothing to add to it. It's, yeah, it's so true, and it's like such a good nugget of why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, and why we feel so strongly about it. Absolutely, absolutely. One uh, one of the things that's happened since we were last on the mic. <laughs> I was um, going to say, speaking of things we feel strong mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. We talked about being full of rage. <laughs> so yeah. um, last week, in fact, the day after you posted that photo, right? Yeah, I think so. The Literally the day after Amanda posted this photo. Perfect timing. Right. For real. Um, Weight Watchers announced that they had purchased this app named Kerbo, mm-hmm. um, which is a weight loss system yeah. designed for kids. Yep. So kids seven years and older, seven or eight years and older. Yeah, I think that's right. doesn't really matter. It's too young. Yeah. If... if if they're under 25, it's too young. That's my opinion. I mean, um, I would say no human needs a diet app. Exactly. <laughs> but, but yes, for sure. Like if your brain ain't fully formed, you shouldn't be. Yeah. If your frontal lobe is not fully formed, like, yes, you should absolutely not like, be yeah, having not, those decisions made for you. Anyways. No. So they announced that they purchased that. Um, 
in my life, I felt like all hell broke loose. I don't know about how you felt in your life, Amanda. That was a hard day for me. It was hard for me to pay attention at work. It was hard for me not to just want to flip every table I saw and light things on fire. Wow. Like, I was truly wow. rage-filled. Um, I was sad. I was, I mean, I, I was, I feel like anger for me came later. Mm. I just felt... Like, I just feel like I really reflected on that my my little young self person who carried around her food mover and was yeah. counting everything she was eating and, you know, trying to convince herself that this was, like, okay. Yeah. So that made me sad because that memory just, like, came flooding back to me. Yeah. Um, but then after that, <laughs> that's when I wanted to, like, have my Jesus in the temple moment mm-hmm. and flip some shit over. Yeah. And whip some people with <laughs> get the get out of here. Get out of my house. Yeah. No. When I first heard about it, I was like, nah, that's a joke. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. No, like, yeah, that's real. That can't be real. Right. And then, you know, what they're putting out is, you know, they've been on this whole branding trip of like, oh, it's wellness. It's the W's for wellness. Um, and so of course they tried to put that on this of like, we're just, you know, we're worried about kids health, but then I actually looked into it for real and you can go to their Instagram page, you can go to the website, you can find all about the whole system and here's some red flags. If anybody's on the fence about it, (laughs) they have before and after photos of children They've posted Aww. real actual children with their real actual names with before and after pictures of them after they've lost weight. Wow. Children, I saw a before and after photo of an eight-year-old. Wow. An eight-year-old child. Yeah. Who had a weight loss goal. It's hard for me to find words to describe how disgusting that is. So if you don't understand how disgusting it is, I'm sorry. I'm just going to need you to trust me on this one. Anyone who's listening, not Amanda. <laughs> Amanda knows. No, I get it. I mean, and I and not not joking. I literally sat in front of a family um, who they brought up. They have a, a child that they were like, um, the kid was out of the room because I knew they wanted to talk to me about something separate. And they brought up how they're concerned that their son is developing disordered eating because he like he constantly talks about being fat. And so we had a we had a really the healing part in this moment is that I got to have a really positive conversation about developing body trust and yeah. like how to have you know when this when their kid says that like how to lean into the conversation and really find out what's going on instead of just trying to say like you're not fat you're not fat and explain like why saying that isn't helpful yeah and um the, the parents were really receptive and it was a really like i think healing moment not only for me <laughs> selfishly but for them I think too because they just felt like okay they had some confidence and how to move forward with this but you know their kid is 10 he's a 10 year old boy oh my gosh and he is this the cutest like funniest and most intelligent like he's like a really beautiful kid and then he's got this like 
<laughs> this message implanted in him somewhere, right? Wonder where from? Yeah. That says that he's fat and that that's tripping him up and he's not eating. So this is real. This is a real thing. It's realer than real. Like kids are not eating, starving themselves for the thin ideal. At the age of eight, at the age of seven, at the age of six, like, mm-hmm. you know, there are kids that are, this is a little more on the darker side, but it's like, you know, we had, um, at our agency, we had a five-year-old that came in that didn't want to live. Like, so like kids are suffering mm. big time and every kid has different battles, but like the idea that there are children that are suicidal, that there are children that have disordered eating or that have eating disorders full blown like at young young ages because of either how their parents interact or how their kids interact like them like or just how the culture interacts and then all they all they need is just this app you know because it's like parents that have these questions like and and here's another thing what if these parents have sat in front of a different therapist yeah and said like are you know our kids saying this what do we do and that therapist said oh you know weight watchers just put out a new app that helps kids lose weight and i know there are tons of therapists teachers well well meaning quote unquote yeah that would just give out that information because they would think it was helpful yeah because they don't know they don't know what it's like or they don't they're not connected to that there's other options, other choices. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is the choice that we have been given. Right. For our lives. I yes. mean, in a sense, like, you know, there's been a lot of weight loss systems out there and and, yes. and fad diets and all of this. But let's be real. Weight Watchers has been around for a long time. Yes, it has. And for the most part has gotten pretty good press. You know, especially because people like our friend Oprah, uh-huh. you know, are a spokesperson for them. Like, they they look pretty rosy compared to a lot of other things, right? Yeah. Especially because they're allowed, for some reason, to keep rebranding themselves. Mm-hmm. But let's don't forget what's really happening here is that, okay, before they did this, they knew how to keep customers, right yeah <laughs> they know how to keep you giving them money because they know that diets don't work yeah you're gonna gain the weight back yep and you're gonna come back yep because it worked for six months so why wouldn't you try it again yep now in my mind they have fucking blood of children on their hands hmm now they have customers starting at eight years old yep. that are going to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Literally now they have customers for their entire lives. Yep. Yep. And I think um, a lot of the, you know, I, I read through a lot of comments because there were so many posts, which I got to tell you, it makes my heart glow when the fat community just like shows up in droves with yeah. content. And we did for real. Like when this launched, like every, I feel like every 
influencer, every fat person, like somebody was that people were talking about this, making posts, making content, like sharing like real, real experiences of how they either went through Weight Watchers themselves or they were some, through something similar, like kind of what I did with the Food Mover program. Um, and man, like it was so captivating. And of course, though, when you create all this content, like people, the trolls, the, the haters, whatever you want to call them, like people are going to show up and have their opinions. And um, I don't usually like go through and read stuff like that. I mean, I think that you have to kind of like think about like or feel you feel feel yourself in that moment and go like is this something I can take on today Mm -hmm. um because comments can be really vicious but to go back to what you're talking about with um having these customers for life like these people who are commenting you know some of them when they're not trying to like just be hurtful and vicious or asking like questions like well what if a kid you know like what's wrong if if a kid needs to lose weight like what's wrong with supporting the kid to lose weight. They don't understand because more than likely they've never experienced it. That um, when you're a child and you're put on a diet, that the likelihood of you developing disordered eating, which for one thing, dieting is disordered eating. Right. So like you're very likely to ingest the culture that you're being given. Yeah. And then you are... I forgot the percentage, but you were so much more likely to develop an actual eating disorder just because you grew up not trusting your body, not trusting food, mm-hmm. um, and believing that you have to fit into these paradigms in order to like be successful, yeah, um, or be healthy, quote unquote. Um, and but people who are saying all this stuff, this quote unquote well-meaning stuff, right? They don't know that, and they don't get that. Well, and I feel like when it comes to people who are um, wanting to detract from fat liberation or fat positivity, um, you know, they'll say things like, well, you're a terrible influence or you're a terrible, um, especially like moms, like what, what do your kids think? It's going to be okay to be fat. Yeah. Things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want kids to think that it's okay to be fat because some kids are going to be fat mm-hmm. and you're right. Like part of being a kid and learning is and growing is a parent or a guardian should be helping them learn what their own hunger cues are and learn what their own uh, body needs and craves and wants and 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 has to have for energy like mm-hmm. because that's different for everyone yes it is you know and so only that kid can know and the best thing you can do is help them figure that out yeah. but instead if you're teaching them to never trust their body yeah. which is exactly what this app does yes. so to kind of go further into it it breaks down foods into the system it uses um, red light, yellow light, green light. Mm-hmm. Right? So it categorizes some foods as green light foods. As, yes, these are great foods to eat. If there's yellow light foods as like, you should eat less of these. And then red light foods is like, you should rarely eat these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess what some of the red light foods are? I haven't looked at it, so I have no idea. Cheese. Huh. Uh, nuts. Um, bread, 
Um, Yeah. Cheese and nuts and bread. That's just an example of some of them. Basically, green light foods are vegetables. Sure. Some fruits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Because some are more starchy. Right. Yeah. Um, What else? Like some roots, like beans and yeah. Nothing that has fat in it. Of course. Avocados are a red light food. (laughs) My God. That isn't even like, even like when I think like, it doesn't matter. But even when I think nutritionally, I'm like, that doesn't even make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't. And it, uh, I saw some examples of the, the, uh, things like scenarios in there that it gives to help kids. So one was, oh, you're going to go to your friend's birthday party. There's going to be tons of red light foods there. So what can you like, what can you do to, um, avoid too many red light foods, but also like eat more only green light foods earlier in the day. So when you go to the party, you can have a couple red light foods. Like what? No child should be thinking about like, well, I better only have this celery so that when I go to my friend's eighth birthday party, I can have a goddamn slice of pizza and a cupcake. Maybe. Maybe. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's what makes me want to rage is you're basically stealing a child's childhood. Yeah, because it's also the fact that, like, when we spend energy on focusing so much on how food is bad, how our bodies are bad, our brain is bad, like, you know, all that energy trying to, like, have willpower, so to speak, to, like, do those things, like, eat celery so we don't eat a bunch of cake or whatever. Um, God, you just, you're, you're, yeah, the, the child, like, you're wasting that child's time and energy on things that he's going to have to do for the rest of his life. Like that battle will not go away. No. Like that will, because that's how he or she is learning. They, them, that's how they're learning to like be in that moment. Yeah. It's like, this is what you do. And everything has to be through the lens of this. And like, my gosh, like this kid could be the next like president. They could be the next like, you know, star tennis player. Too bad they had an eating disorder. You know what I mean? Like too right. bad. Like they focused and their so life much. Was consumed. Yeah, because that's yeah. is for real. What happens? Yeah. Is that like, and I mean, we we know this from actually experiencing it. Yeah. Like where you your life becomes consumed with how you look, instead of like what you actually fucking do who you are and who you are yeah absolutely it's hard enough to figure out who the fuck you are right when you're not consumed by who you don't want to be exactly yeah oh that's good that's really good but yeah i'm with you like i i don't feel like i show i don't know how to verbalize like rage really well without just like i feel like it just makes me laugh because yeah. it's like it's so uncomfortable i'm just like i yeah i have to, i kind of like what you said earlier it's like i have no words yeah like i have no words um i don't know how to paint a picture of what it was like to grow up um just feeling like a freak but i mean that's i know that was my reality 
is I felt like everything about my body was wrong and that, you know, that I was, you know, like I had my own, my gender dysphoria and it wasn't because I was transgender. It was because I thought that I was too big to be a girl. Yeah. You know, and so like all this, so like that's another level that we haven't even talked about is that like when you, um, there's all these other mental health things that can come up for kids just because they are, the message that they're receiving is that their body is wrong. Yeah. And so how a child ingests that message and how that chi- that impacts the child depends on the kid. And there's no universal, like, you know, like there's no like way to say like, oh, this is, this is for sure going to happen. Like your kid's for sure going to have an eating disorder if they go through this. Maybe they won't, but maybe they'll have anxiety. Maybe they'll have depression. You know, like there's so many things that can this can do to increase the risk of um basically like how to say this mental illness oh yeah mental illness but also like i think i believe that people are kind of like we all sort of respond to things in like unique ways part of that's have to do with our biology right so like uh, i feel like we all are going to experience stress some point in our lives and that stress is going to make us respond in some type of way. Mm, um, yeah. Diet culture is just an, an extra maladaptive way to respond to stress. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. A, a widely accepted and praised. Right. Maladaptive. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, there, and there's a lot of those. Yeah. I would think um, I would throw in exercising mm-hmm. and I don't think that exercising is a totally awful thing, but it can, it's something that is praised and it's something that can be overdone and people, you know, I, I know many people who exercise very routinely and don't take breaks, don't rest, don't let their body repair and they pay for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like, but they, but it's, you know, people celebrate them. Right. For breaking their bodies on a yeah. daily basis. And literally that's what you're doing when you're working out. Yeah. You're breaking your, mu- like you're breaking down your muscle to build it back up. And if you don't rest, if you don't have time to repair it, it, it's just, it never gets time to heal. Yeah. Yeah. But people, people celebrate it. Yeah. So they keep doing it. I know. Like, this is really heavy. It is. I just want to recognize this right now. Yeah. Of like, yeah, it's not something that, that we can wrap up nicely in a bow and then push aside. It's something that it's kind of like, I feel like I'm buckling down to fight a war. Yeah. With this type of thing. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm willing to do. Mm-hmm. but I just have that strong feeling of like, all right, this is going to be a war that I will probably never stop fighting Yeah, for my whole life. Yeah. We're fighting another battle too. Yeah. We have other things to be angry about. We do. Let's talk about another thing we're angry about. You want to? I'd love to. <laughs> love to. <laughs> this is something that isn't necessarily um, fresh or recent. No. As fresh or recent as the Weight Watchers thing, um, but definitely recent, I guess, in the last couple months. 
Yeah. I don't, Ish. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it's that old, but maybe. I don't know. It's still pretty fresh. Yeah. So there's a, um, can we just say it's a documentary? Mm-hmm. So there's a documentary that came out. Erin and I are not going to name the title because um, we don't want to give it any more attention um, than it's already gotten. So, yeah, we want to minimize that. But this documentary that came out has, um, I mean, basically, like, I mean, I haven't watched it. No. Erin hasn't watched it because we don't want to watch it. We don't want to give it any review, like any any type of, like, attention on the, right. on the program that's I've on. I've seen the preview of it. Right. Yeah. That was on Instagram. Yeah. The main thing that um, I pulled from the hype, so to speak, was that the guy who made it the documentary is straight sized and it's a documentary about fat acceptance and that he fat acceptance movement, right? The fat acceptance movement. Right. And he used footage and images of influencers without permission. Um, yeah. And pulled quotes from them and stuff like that. Yep. Content without paying people or without getting permission from people. And he wears a fat suit in it. For, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the basic premise of it, as is written in the description of it, mm-hmm. is supposedly something about, you know, like, is is the fat acceptance movement just another fad? Right. And is it, you know, is it going to go down the drain just like everything else? Yeah. Like, is it real or is it just going to go away, basically? Yeah. And so... um, there's been all kinds of, um, I mean, I don't think it, it didn't spark because it's not n- near as widely known. Right. Which is, I'm thankful for. Um, yeah, it's but not it, like released on, it w- didn't come to the theaters. No. <laughs> and it's right. not on Netflix. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah. Um, I feel like that maybe if you're if you're plugged into the fat community on social media you might have seen something about this you might know what we're talking about um and you may have no idea and then if you don't i'm you know part of me is like sorry you have to listen to this now turn off yeah. <laughs> turn off the podcast you don't know don't turn off the podcast because <laughs> i think what we have to say about it is good but but genuinely like we don't think it's worth watching no and no. you know if if enough people don't watch it, I guess, then maybe it will go away where it needs to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's something in particular I think you wanted to talk about, Amanda, yeah. that it kind of brought up in the community. Yeah. Um, yeah, because as the, uh, I was perusing through posts um, that various people made, um, you know, there was the the obvious back and forth starts, you know, as – it's like the the battle of diet trolls and yeah. the fat liberation community, um, and uh, the the conversation that came up though, that I kind of was like, oh, like we have to we have to be very a, a little more conscientious. It was the topic of shaming people for losing weight, and I I, I get this is a difficult topic, and I feel like in this community, um, but. I th- so I brought it up to Erin, and I really like the direction that you kind of talked about us going in, but 
essentially my feelings on it were that I just sort of realized like, oh, like this conversation of shaming people for losing weight is more of the same thing that we've experienced in our own lives, except it's, you know, we were shamed for gaining weight. Right. Or and, not losing weight. Right. Exactly. Um, so like, um, how, how just to be conscientious about like how we participate, like I get like back and forth get heated and people just say things cause they're pissed off or yeah. whatever. Um, and at the same time I was like, that's not the message yeah. of fat liberation. Like, at least that's not the message that I feel like I believe in and hold to. Um, so you had the idea to talk about kind of like what, what, you know, what do we believe? Yeah. Well, um, so here's some specific examples of things that come up when Mm. the trolls are in full force. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, a lot of times, um, people will talk about, well, you know, I get shamed because I'm skinny. Yeah. So skinny shaming Mm -hmm. that comes up. Right. Or, um, a lot of people will talk about, especially in this community, the fact that like, we're not going to praise someone for weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, or like before and after photos or something that we're not going to give attention to. Right. That's just because we just don't, we don't believe that that's right or correct or something that we should even have a part in. Right. Um, things like that. Um, so what we talked about is like, yes, because we as fat people, fat liberation in particular Mm -hmm. (laughs) is very important to us because that's part of our identity. Right. Right. Fat liberation, it would be great if that was important to everyone in the world. But because it is particular to our identities, it's probably going to be more important to us, right? Sure. But kind of the overarching idea that we feel is deeply tied in with fat liberation is that we're against policing of bodies in general. Yep. Yes. Um, We are not... a anti-skinny people nope or straight size people no we're not anti any people nope um we're anti policing of bodies we're anti abusive behavior abusive behaviors we're anti diet culture yeah yeah which is abusive behavior right yeah anti-moralizing bodies anti-moralizing health yes all of those things. Yeah. Um, and there is a lot of gray area there. I think that's why I'm feeling hesitant in this conversation is there's so much gray area because, because of the fact that we are saying, no, actually, like, we are fat, but we're not going to throw someone out just because they're not on the same fat lib. Yeah train as us right <laughs> like yeah well because there's so many and i i totally agree with you there's so many there's a lot of gray areas there's there's so many complexities um to coming into any type of thought process philosophy whatever that is um because there's so much i mean that's one of the things that we've talked about is that there's so much depth 
to the fat liberation movement. And so many people dismiss it out of hand because they just like skim the surface, decide it doesn't like, you know, fit with diet culture and they just toss it out. But there's so much depth to it. And I think that as you know, I mean, I feel like all the time, the more that, you know, we sit with this stuff, the deeper it goes and deeper it goes. Um, Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, like there has to be room for complexity. There has to be room for gray Um, because there's everybody's going to come in here at different levels and not everybody is going to, you know, quote unquote, drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak. They might have a sip might have a gulp um but at the end of the day like you know policing bodies um yeah i i don't feel good about that no matter no matter what it's for me it feels like just another way to draw lines between people yeah it's just another way and the long list of ways that we do that every day. And I'm not like a cultural anthropologist. I'm not <laughs> a sociologist. And so I probably, there's probably like lots of theories and vocabulary words out there for this, but like, it's something that is problematic. I think about our culture, our yeah. individualistic culture. We also like to be in groups and smaller and smaller groups. And it makes us feel important. It makes us feel safe and it makes us feel like we're something, right? Yeah. And so I feel like we see this a lot, especially when there's social movements, mm-hmm. you know, so like the fat liberation movement, the bigger it gets, the more tendency people are going to want to start drawing lines of who's in and who's out. Yeah. Well, and people start kind of like sectioning themselves off within a group. It's very, very, and I, you know, Erin and I make these comparisons all the time because it's where we grew up, but it's like, you know, it's very similar to growing up um, around like church culture. Yeah. You know, like we're all Christians, but then we're all divided by like different churches. <laughs> yeah. But then like some people, like maybe are they Christians? I don't know. Do these people, what do they believe? And it's like we start drawing all these lines because we want to be right. Right. Exactly. And who's the most right? and um who's more right than who and yeah and so i feel like fat liberation just like any movement when we're not critically thinking about it when we're not holding each other accountable when we're not you know calling people in like it it can be just like church just like um anything just like even like weight loss culture unfortunately like these tendencies you know just because basically it's like just because like you know the other side does it and it and you know it quote unquote works for them we shouldn't do it right you know like we have to be very mindful of the fact that you know like just because we believe that you don't have to look a certain way to be a worthy human right doesn't mean that we want to like shame people for like looking a certain way (laughs) like or like losing weight or whatever um i think that we have to you know think of things critically absolutely i I think that we have to like use our best judgment i think that we have to also hold the tension of how do you like you know be in a relationship with somebody who's actively trying to lose weight and at the same time like not get caught up in moralization yeah like it's hard and not health shame them yeah and 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 that's I feel like definitely the first step to stop othering is relationship. Yes. 
but even in relationship, yes, there's it's still hard. gray areas. Oh, it's hard. It's yeah. so hard. And, and that's where it's like when we, and I think that's why I really appreciated when you brought up like when you were like, oh, let's just talk about like what we believe. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like we don't want to police bodies, Yeah. period. And because like that does, it gets super icky. And I think that's where, like, you know, we can have, I feel like we can have gray areas about a lot of stuff. And, you know, whoever's, you know, who's listening to this, y'all can agree or disagree with what we're saying. But at the end of the day, like, I I can't find an argument for policing bodies. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. And is that a challenge to, like, bring us one? Yeah. Bring us one. I would love, like, let's talk about this more. Because I, Yeah. This is huge for us, I think, because no matter your age, Mm -hmm. no matter your gender, no matter your sexuality, Mm -hmm. no matter your size, no matter your color, Mm -hmm. no matter your ability, no matter anything, your body is your body and you get to decide what to do with it. Yeah. And that has no moral value. Yeah. Even and and as you said that I was like you get to make choices, you get to decide. And then basically like the the cut I think the only like and this isn't policing, but it's like I feel like the cutoff is that like you get to choose basically what you want to do and you can do what you want to do as long as it doesn't harm yourself or somebody else. Yeah. I mean but I think that's where the gray comes in. You know, some people um we don't want to shame people who may be um, involved in self-harming because that is a real thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know, and that has a lot to do with your mental health and things like that. And Mm. like your body is worthy too. Absolutely. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, yeah, you're right. Like at the end of the day, people get to make choices Absolutely. And maybe, you know, and that's where like, that's like, this is where the gray comes in. Yeah. It's like, cause what does it mean? Like harm yourself or somebody else. And that's where the definitions can get blurry. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think though, like that is kind of the thing that I cling to, especially when these conversations start happening and bubbling up and getting some days they're more in your face than others, yeah. you know, depending on how much you're on the social media. Um, I think if we want to mm-hmm. um, think about something that is in our face and should be in our face mm-hmm. until it's solved, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and it's in all of our faces right now, especially if you live in anywhere in North or South America, <laughs> um, yeah. is the issue of, uh, the camps right now that have been set up for undocumented folks. Yeah. And, um, that is an issue of policing bodies. Yeah. It's, it's a textbook issue of policing bodies. It's not about the law. It's about policing a certain type of body. Yeah. For sure. So um, one 
one thing that we love that's happening mm-hmm. that's not making us want to rage <laughs> right. but is bringing us hope is um the folks at uh fat lib inc um which you can look them up instagram is a great way to find them you can also just go to their website uh which is fatlibinc.com duh <laughs> anyways we may have talked about them before i think because um they last year started making the fatties against fascism shirts yeah which wayne and i got some did you get one amanda i have not gotten one yet yeah well they were super limited we were really lucky yeah we got in two different printings because they were like hand printing these yes um so basically um they have started this campaign so i'm going to pull it up on instagram so i'm saying the right things so basically um they're starting this campaign called nobody is disposable Mm. um i'm just gonna read from this post because i think it's good so they're organizing um um an action basically so it says nobody is disposable no body no space body not just nobody Um, it says fat folks and disabled folks understand this and it's time to make our voices heard close the camps so this action is in San Francisco. They're calling for people to organize all over, but this one in particular is in San Francisco. Um, calling all fat people, all disabled people, all our loved ones, allies and accomplices to unite in solidarity with migrants. Together we demand an end to the brutal treatment of migrants, an end to concentration camps, and an end to ICE. As disabled and fat people of many communities, we know and therefore must insist no body is disposable. And then it talks about um, details for the action. So on Wednesday, August 28th, so next Wednesday, they're going to have an action in San Francisco. Um, But also, um, they have also had a rash of folks... um, uh, putting their face and then a sign saying this stuff on social media. So um, basically you can participate by, if you go to their Instagram, you can find the text and you can take a picture of yourself and add the text and the hashtags to it. Um, just as a small piece of participation in this movement yeah, um, to help it spread. Because again, yes, no body is disposable. Yes. We fully believe that. Yes. Um, and so Amanda and I are going to do that. Yep. Right after we uh, are done on the mics tonight. <laughs> and um, hopefully you'll participate as well. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Taking some of that um, negative energy and turning it into something for good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I, for me, rage always comes with a lot of energy. Yeah. So if I can turn it to something positive and productive, then that's really good for me. Yeah. So I appreciate them leading the way in this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, they're great. They do a lot of good work. Yeah. Whew. Oh, I need a, I need a yoga. 
You need to get a yoga. <laughs> get can you do a yoga? Get a yoga on. <laughs> can she get a yoga over here? Uh, you know, I mean, I have a, I have a cat. She does a yoga every so often. That's true. She does. She does a downward facing cat. Downward facing cat. That's right. Yeah, I just I feel like I. This is a this is a heavy conversation. Lots to unpack. Yeah. Be interested to hear from anybody. Thoughts, yeah. feelings. Yeah. Talk back. Yell back at us. Um, Instagram, website, Facebook, wherever. Slide you, into you our You know DMs. where to find us. You know where to find us. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. If you're feeling really adventurous, you know, just come to Seattle. I mean, please. Hit seriously. us up. You know. I would love. Fuck. I would love that. Wouldn't that be awesome? Um... Well, thanks for hanging in with us in this conversation, Amanda. Thank you for sharing what you shared and for being here always. And well, thank you, thank you being, for being amazing, being the friend, love of my life. Mm. Love of my life. Sorry, I was about to go sing some Freddie Mercury. Oh, I love that song so much. Yeah, that's for another episode. But then I was like, but then I thought, I don't want to sing about how you broke my heart because you never broke my heart. Oh. I love you with all I my hope face. So. I love you with all my fat face. We love you too, listener, with all our faces. Our full faces. <laughs> are we cheesy? <laughs> we are. Okay. I love it. All right. Well, we'll see. Oh, God damn it. I always say see. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um,. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Fat Face Feelings. If you feel so inclined, please go like, subscribe, leave comments, draw the circle wider. Don't draw lines, draw circles. Oh, I love that. In the circle, be unbroken, by and by, Lord, by and by. My fat face has come to <laughs> come full circle in the sky, Lord, in the sky. Bye, we love you. <laughs> <laughs>